Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road Church in Guildford, UK. Thank you for joining us on the journey, wherever you are in the world. You can find out more about who we are and what we're up to at EmmausRoad.com. Do please grab a seat. Thanks so much to the band. Um, now, as you can see, our speaker today is Jackie Pullinger. And um, I, she probably won't want me to say this, but, um, you know, at the age of 18, I gave up on Christianity. I thought it was nonsense. Um, and it was really through Jackie and her team that I came back to know Jesus Christ. And so uh, she's someone who has profoundly influenced um, my life, this church, and the 24-7 prayer movement. It was in Hong Kong that I learned about uh, the power of prayer and of spiritual warfare. Uh, it was uh, with Jackie that I learned to uh, move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, for the first time. And it was with Jackie that I began to understand that prayer, mission, and justice have to fit together and that we must engage with those who are poor and forgotten and struggling the most in uh, life. And uh, I still remember Jackie standing at a, a baptism service in, at Qingxia uh, Wan at Nhangfuk camp and someone was being baptized in this baptistry. There was great crowds around and I was in that strange place of thinking, I think I might have a picture, a vision from God for this person, but I don't know if it's God. And then I thought, if it's God and I don't say it, then that's terrible. And then I thought, if it's not God and I do say it, it's terrible. So I'm having this civil war in my head. Suddenly, this hand almost punches me in the back to the extent I was almost pushed into the baptistry. And Jackie's voice said, say it. <laughs> and, and with that, I sort of vomited out my first ever prophecy. And I haven't stopped since. So, um, Jackie, thank you for changing so many lives. And we are just thrilled to have you here. And we want to uh, honor you and honor all that Jesus has done through you. Thank you. Okay, uh, I got a message in tongues. So, um, you're supposed to ask for the interpretation, not look at me. Okay, so that the scripture teaches that uh, when we gather together, everybody will have something to help everyone else. That means everyone. So your job is to ask for the interpretation. Mostly tongues is for private prayer. In public, it must be accompanied by interpretation so we can be helped. Wailiana sui inyaka iliana ilakurish e e piana su suichana liana kia hianos 
Turusht Simia Imoe. I long to raise you up, <clears throat> to put you on your feet. That you would walk with me, see what I see. You would work with me. I long to stand you up. that you would see eyes open, people set free. Would you come, would you come, would you walk with me? I have so many wonderful things for you. So three times he's spoken to us in the same way this morning. Three times for him to take us by the hand and lead us and to walk forward. When I first believed in Jesus, I, I couldn't handle conferences. Uh, just, uh, you know, after half a day, I certainly not one day, but half a day, I needed to go out. It seemed uh, there was a lot about um, me and God, and I always, always, um, nearly still do, in the middle of worshiping God, I can hear the people crying outside. I got slightly better at it over the years. Uh, I used to call it like uh, um, breathing in and breathing out. We, we breathe in the breath of God and his love and his mercy and his forgiveness and his sweetness. And that breath we take to those who've not yet lived because they haven't breathed. And we breathe on those who are hopeless and they have hope. And we ask his breath to blow on those who are sick, that they may be healed and know that there is a God who cares. I got slightly better over the years. I call it, because I asked the Lord once, you know, I really can't handle these Christian long things, you know. So uh, it's the breathing thing, and he said, it's all right. You can take deeper breaths.
was in Sri Lanka uh, f four weeks ago. And I should walk you along the beach. It was the worst hit place in the tsunami. In case you thought that was Thailand and the tourists, this was the locals who died. They washed, the wave washed away. So many people's homes. The little huts, or the rags they slept on, on that beach. And I saw that beach, and we had, we had prayed for that beach for many years. Because on that beach were little boys. That's a terrible story. On that beach were little boys. Some of them were in uh, orphanages. And they were rented out to men. Not right. It seems not fair. And you think that the Lord cares about the school your child goes to? Or the dress you're going to wear next week? Sure, he does. Just as much as he cares for that boy. He's been orphaned and peddled several times. And so we have a God so very careful for the little things in our lives. Very careful. I mean, imagine, imagine Almighty God knowing the hairs of everyone's head. That careful, he really does care. It's not, oh, my sufferings are nothing in comparison with someone else's, or nobody could imagine my sufferings. It's not you compared with anyone else. He, his, his heart is as compassionate for your hard time and your pain as it is for the two million children in prostitution today. Two million, yes. I brought with me some, some friends who've been part of uh, rescuing and looking after children and old men and unattractive middle-aged prostitutes. Well, I think they're very attractive, you know, because I've I got different eyes. But, uh, you know, I can usually see when I look at people how, how he looks at them. Uh, we have people here who've been spending their lives 
and walking with those who others have not found attractive. Those who've been sold or rescued into slavery, and believe me, it's easier to get someone out of slavery than to get slavery out of them. It takes a time. And I want to read you some scriptures. Because while we do not compare your suffering with theirs, what the Lord wants to do is to meet you in your pain or in your uh, weakness or in your fear or whatever it is. And as he meets you in that, and you begin to understand satisfaction. Is satisfaction a great word? As we, we prayed with some people yesterday when Paul said, I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether hungry or well-fed. Shipwrecked? How can you be content in a shipwreck? Well, the, 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 the whole wonder of this is that you're not thrilled with a shipwreck, but you are content with the Lord. It's the, it's the whole secret of life. It's the whole secret of life. It, it's being content. I'm perfectly content in every situation. And as he brings you the contentment, not, you know, it's not thrilling to be shipwrecked or imprisoned for Christ, but you may be content. And as you are learning this secret of being content, you can, you've got, you've got everything for everyone else. Everything. It's not because, you know, I'm terribly well blessed and uh, everything's going well and I got lots of money and I've got victory in my life. It's not that at all. It's, uh, I, I've, I've been in a shipwreck and I, I've learned the secret of being content. Well, you've got lots of good news for other shipwrecks then. Nobody else has. Everyone else is saying, why? Why? Why is it me? I haven't got any answers. Just say, yeah, I, 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 I've been in a shipwreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where he met me with contentment. Scripture. Here we are. This is uh, Luke, uh, Matthew 25. I very like the day of the Lord. Puts all our lives in perspective. Here we are, the parable of the, ten ver uh, of the talents in verse 14. 
So he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, and he's talking about the um, the day of the Lord. All the, the last chapters of uh, Matthew are talking about that day, which uh, is about one in five verses in the whole of Scripture is about that day. It's uh, it's. Uh, the end of this world as we know it, and the return of the king, and the full reign uh, and rule of the king in the kingdom. Uh, so in this story, uh, the, 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 the king's uh, not yet back, um, but he's like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents bought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. And his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the one who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you're a hard man, harvesting where you've not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. And his master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well then, you should have put my money on deposit, at least with the bankers. It wouldn't work in today's banks, of course. Yeah. <laughs> So that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. In, in Hong Kong, we have to pay to put things in our bank. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more. And he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken from him and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness. Um, this is the Bible, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Sorry, can't 
skip that bit. When, uh, when I was very small, um, oh goodness, I was once small. Um, I, I was imagining the day of the Lord. Um, I've, all my life I've been thinking about the day of the Lord, except I wasn't happy about it because I didn't like God. So I, I had this idea that he was going to get me and uh, get me in the end and present me with an account of um, everything I'd done wrong. And I, you know, even at four, I knew I'd messed up. So I uh, wasn't looking forward to that day. Uh, it was much, much later uh, when I came to know Jesus, I, I understood I did not need to fear that day. John 10, 9 says, whoever enters through the gate th through me will be saved. And John 3, 16, whoever believes will have eternal life. Whoever believes in the Son has life, whoever doesn't has not life. So uh, I was in a Bible study in Kensington when uh, we, we, we had those little books. You have to be really stupid to uh, not get full marks, you know. You, you, it's fill in the blanks. It's, you know, blank so loved the blank that he gave his blank so that blank should not blank, but blank should have blank, you know. So filled in the blanks. And... Uh, oh, all my uh, friends were sitting there, you know, and they were praying and thanking Lord they had eternal life. And they had their eyes closed. I had my eyes open. And I looked and I thought, oh, God, they mean it. They really believe they've got eternal life. And then I thought, oh, well, I filled in the blanks. So I, I guess I do too. Um, so I said, um, thank you, Lord. And I was happy for 30 seconds. And... Uh, and I thought, oh, I'm not sure if I can be really happy when my father doesn't know Jesus. So uh, they, we finished praying, and then they did what Christians so often do. They ate. <laughs> Risotto. And I, I was thinking, you know, I was, I'm, I'm, I've just come to know Jesus, you know, so I'm a bit intense. And... Um, and I, risotto? How can you eat risotto when people are perishing outside? I mean, you know, really, that's how I felt. So I went out to find somebody who'd slept on a park bench for several days and got stuck to it because she'd urinated on it. You know, but that, that's, that's how it is for me. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure how much I can enjoy uh, the heart of Jesus when I also know there are people who are, 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 are stuck to park benches and sold on beaches. And uh, We have someone here from, uh, who, who's been with, been with us in the Philippines for some years looking after um, girls who've been trafficked and the social welfare ha have asked us now if we will look after boys little boys, and the youngest uh, child who's been abused for pornographic reasons is three months. 
Yeah, that that's why uh, I I I enjoy the Lord in 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 in, in you know breathing in and but it, it it has to be the other way too for I, I I can't just say more 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 and and not share more 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 so I learned that I had eternal life and then I wasn't afraid of the day and you know we always say to our people on the day on the day you know when he comes back or when you die, whichever one sooner, you know what the what's the first thing you're going to say, you know, and they they've learned to say Jesus, you know, say it quick, you're in. Um, you you, okay. So don't don't wait till the day when every knee must bow. Um, give give him your knee now. So, uh, yeah. But there's another there's another thing on that day. Romans fourteen. 12 says this. We will all stand before the judgment seat Lord. As surely as I live, says the Lord, this is verse 11, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. Verse 12, so then each one of us will give an account of himself to God. So I, I've learned that I don't need to fear uh, judgment because I've, he, he's forgiven me, I'm made righteous. So that, that's fine, but there's another one. And that's an account. And we have to give an account. Here's how it works. 1 Corinthians 3. By the way, I, I know this is a dark theater, but you really do need Bibles. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll keep you sane. 1 Corinthians 3. And also, you, another reason you need Bibles is you need to check out your preachers. You, you, mustn't, you mustn't take what they're saying lying down. You've got to check it. You know, there's some funny stuff going around. So, <laughs> so here we are. Uh, verse 11, chapter 3, 1 Corinthians. No one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day, it's that day, will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. If it's burnt up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. Okay, so what have we got here? Something about um, the account of how we have used our lives. Verse 13, his work will be shown for what it is. Uh, and it will be tested by fire. 
so uh, how much is going to be left? Okay, nobody's feeling very good now. Uh, because most of us are pretty sure uh, that uh, the, there might not be much left. And uh, verse 15, if it's burnt up, he will suffer loss, but he will be saved. Good. So here's the choice. It says, but only one, only uh, as one escaping through the flames. So I call this, do you want a reward? Or do you want to be saved by a whisker? Saved, just, but nothing else much left. Phew, I just got in. Now, who on earth wants a reward in heaven? You know, there are a few verses in the Bible, which I do believe the whole Bible, but, you know, I really, I, I'm not thrilled about ruling cities or wearing crowns, you know. So I, uh, that, that doesn't tempt me. I'm, I, I'm not sure if I want a reward at all, but going back to this parable in Luke 19, Oh, sorry, Matthew 25, it's also in Luke. Um, this is such a, a, a sweet way to look at it. You see, when the man who'd got five um, came to his master, he had used what he had. And to use what you have means you take a risk. So, uh, you know, it might not go well. This is the same with gifts of the Spirit. It's the same for healing the sick. It's the same for uh, praying on the streets. You know, you, you take a step. You don't know if it's going to go well, but you better. You better. It, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to talk to the young people tonight about marathons. Um, I, I'm not a runner. I saw a lot of people jogging on the way here. I, obviously, sorry. It's, um, conducive, but um, uh, but in in marathons, uh, I I I had an extraordinary experience when I was in California once, because I was going to speak in somebody's church, and I was allowed to speak much longer there than here. Uh, <laughs> on the on the on the way um, to the gathering, um, I saw the be beginners of the marathon. It was amazing. This Ethiopian gazelle just floated past. He was beautiful to watch. And then there was uh, uh, lots of athletic-looking young people going quite quickly. And, you know, and, and as it got on further, you, you could see... Uh, everyone else. And there was a lady, you know, with cellulite who shouldn't have been wearing shorts. And, <laughs> you know, there were, uh, every, everyone you can think of, you know. So anyway, I, I'd never seen a marathon before. And uh, I, I spoke so long that um, uh, when we came out and had lunch in the the cafe, uh, just by the finishing line, you know, the gazelle had won hours before. But there were, uh, there were other people um, still running. And uh, the, at the finishing line, um, it was amazing. You know, I, I, I could 
I could still cry when I think of it, you know, this marathon. It was, the, the, here is number 3,255 still running or limping. And as he goes past the, the finishing line, everyone cheers and I begin to cry. And then I see a, a whole a bunch of people, and obviously they're all office workers, you know, and one of them uh, is, is too tired. Uh, but they've all stayed behind to, to, to walk with her. And so they can cross the line together. And everybody cheers, and then there's this man who's got blood all over his knees. And he makes it too, and I think, this is just a picture of us, you know, Better to have bloody knees than not to have run. So you can, you can make a mistake and you can fall down, but don't not run. Don't not go for it. Because if the Lord says he wants to use us, and he does, all of us, he'll do it. You know, anybody who's done healing on the streets knows this. It's totally unfair. You know, People have prayed, the Lord's led you to somebody, you don't even feel anything. You, you open your mouth and ask if you can pray for them, and they believe in Jesus. What did you do? Nothing. You, you just got to be on the bit of what he's doing, you know. So you got to try. And, and, you know, hardly anyone says no, by the way. Hardly anyone, if you, if you ask to pray. So looking back to this story... You may not think you have very much to give. This is what the two man, two talent man, got two more. And he heard the same words as the five talent man who's now got ten. And th this is the reward. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. That I don't care for that much, but anyway. Uh, I, I, you know, fancy being in charge of something in heaven. There, there you are. Uh, come and share your master's happiness. Oh, that, that one I can go for. That, that's a reward I would like. And, and you know, when I was very early on in Hong Kong, and... I remember praying with a with a a sailor um, who who knew Jesus, and uh, you know he. I was just there only a year or so, and he he's he said, you know, I, I I'm sure God will be very pleased with you, and I shivered, and I I I said, you know, almost more than anything else, I want to hear the words, well done. Almost, almost anything. Those words just, uh, I, it's hard to believe I will. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's happiness. You know, what an invitation. And that's, that, those are words I would love to hear. Those, that's a reward I would care for. But there was one man who said, uh, I, I knew you're a hard man. You know, I haven't got much, 
I'm not like Jackie, you know. I, 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 I can't speak. I'm not like Ben. I can't sing. Uh, I can't play the guitar. I'm not like Pete. I can't speak. <laughs> we tend to compare ourselves with other people. And he does not exclude us, but we might exclude ourselves because we measure ourselves in a way that he does not. If he has created us, all of us can do something that no one else can do. You know, uh, currently in America, uh, there's one little town in California where one in 10 people is a heroin addict. One in 10, that's a, a tenth of the population is dying and they haven't got any answers. It just crept up on them. You think, you think that the little girls in Cambodia and Philippines and Thailand who are sold, that's poor. Yes, just also California, miserable. One in 10 to die. Of course, God cares for them as much. And people are always saying, oh, Jack, you should come here. They really need you. And I say, well, excuse me, you live there. It's your neighbor. You know, uh, the, 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 the scripture's terribly simple. I mean, the, the, the best missionary strategy in the whole world uh, is somehow being neglected. I mean, it's very, very simple. It's love your neighbor. That's it. If everybody did, I think the whole world would know Jesus uh, by a month or two. To, to reach the whole world. Instead of that, you, you ask missionary agencies, you know, and one anointed person to do the whole job instead. That's rubbish. It's so inefficient, you know. And, and there just aren't enough of, of, of those great people around. Uh, but everybody who knows Jesus has something. This man decided he hadn't, so he hid it. Of course, he... What we'll see is that this man actually never knew the Lord. Oh, you said I was a hard man, did you? What's hard about the Lord? This is the good news. This is the good news. The very poorest people, the very most broken people, they've got the most. You know, we, we have someone here who's lived in India for years. We've got a, a, a family who's lived in China looking after addict wretches and their wives. And then, then, of course, you have to look after their mothers and their children, you know, with us. We look after the whole family. It's not just come in and be saved. Their families, their grandmothers, they are our concern. We've got people here who, after the earthquake and the, the typhoon in the Philippines, when a million people lost their homes, uh, went out. We've got a guy here who <laughs> happened to know how to 
saw down trees. We took chainsaws and water. <laughs> and he helped to build little one-day houses. That's, that's what he did. And the people met Jesus and they prayed for the sick. And uh, we've, we've had so much fun, so much fun just doing our, our little bit. And you know, the, the, the most wonderful thing about it is the, the, the wretches, oh, they are wretches, <laughs> or they were, uh, who, who've tasted the love and mercy of Jesus, you know, uh, I, I, I say our people are somewhat saved, you know, there's quite a lot to, to go, but they do know the love and mercy of Jesus, which means that we, this is how it ends up. It's the totally the reverse of what you thought. You thought the talents in this story is I can preach, I can, you know, God's given me a nice home, I can open my home, God's given me a nice family, I can share. Where all these giftings, we think we're going to give God complete rubbish. It's entirely the opposite way around. I'll give you the punchline in a minute, you see. Uh, when he says, blessed are the poor, blessed are those who hunger, Blessed are those who weep. Blessed are you when men hate you. You see, the worst time you've had, or the worst background you've come from, the more of his love you know, the more of his healing you taste, the more of his grace you understand, and you end up with many more talents than those who haven't suffered in the way you have. You end up the winner. Ah, You see, this is what the scripture says. Some people have got it all now. They're rich now. They laugh now. They're having a happy time. Oh, but they've had it all. Those who weep, <laughs> those who've suffered, imagine. Imagine how many women in the Yemen right now. Imagine how many women in the Yemen right now, are wondering which child to feed because they're dying of starvation in the Yemen. Did you know? Did you know in Africa there are two countries in total starvation right now? You know, they haven't got water, they haven't got food. So, this is not to make us feel guilty because we're in Surrey and we can jog. Not at all. It's not to make us feel guilty, but it is. If you will be amongst the broken, you will start to understand the love and the mercy and the, great of, and the grace of God much more than you ever did, because you'll need it. You'll weep with those who weep because you've got no other answer except weeping with them. It's a friend of mine. He was uh, in India. Uh, Joe knows this story. So he, he heard that we were sharing and he heard someone sharing that 
we should all try and do something kind, not, not, nothing great, you know, just try and do an act of kindness. Because uh, the scripture says it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. So everybody tried to do a, a, a good, kind act. Well, the next week they came back and they shared in this little group. And one lady said, I'm buying ice cream for prostitute. And uh, somebody else said, the, uh, the lepers uh, rang their bell and knocked at my door. And I, I, I decided to take the girl uh, and she can choose material for sari, you know, so sweet. And then this man had a church in his house. It was, it was only about, uh, I guess, maybe 400 square feet. And when I stayed in his house, you know, he and his wife slept on the floor in the bathroom and, and let me sleep in, in their bed. And they had other missionaries living there and he had church, church in his house. He's a great guy. Anyway, he was thinking, um, I need to do act of kindness. So uh, he also had a day job in the docks, so he had to take two trains. And uh, in between changing trains, he noticed a whole lot of people who uh, were sleeping um, on the station. They, all over India, people live by the, the, the rail tracks and behind the rail tracks. And he... he um, shared what he could with them, a uh, little bit of medicine for a baby who'd never sat, just never sat up because she's too malnourished. And uh, this woman came to uh, him and said, um, would you mind coming to pray for my husband? Because he prayed for everyone he could. Um, and he said, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, but I have to... Um, get my next train. Um, and after some time, he thought, no, I, I'll, I'll take a different train, so I've got time to go and visit this lady's husband. And uh, so he came uh, off the train and found her and said, oh, okay, I'm going to come and visit your husband now. Uh, and she said, you're too late. He's just died. And uh, my friend sat on the platform, and he put his head in his hands, and he wept for about half an, half an hour. And when he opened his eyes, there was a circle of men sitting around him, and they were all weeping. And from that day forward, he could do anything with those people. He wept with those who wept. That's all he did. No clever answers. They listened to him. They loved him. They came to Jesus. A, a, a church was born on platform one. Really. It was amazing. They prayed for the sick. They had us in. You think we did miracles? Well, we were part of it. But the miracle was he wept. You see, you've got many more talents than you thought. After platform one was going rather well, he said, um, the people on platform two are asking me. <laughs> he's, such a, he's such a great guy. Please stand.
some of you need to come up. Do you want to come up? How will you answer the Lord on that day? First of all, if you haven't yet known him, you better quickly say, Jesus, thank you. And receive his love and forgiveness. It's that easy, that quick. Nothing to do with earning it. Just, even though you can't understand it, know you're loved. Know you're understood. So just close your eyes for a minute and receive that. <laughs> 